Um, but this is Pentecost Sunday, and so I'm going to share on that. And we've been speaking about what it looks like to walk in God's truth according to God's word. And it sounds great until we get down to the nitty gritty and the real truth and how God's word, God's truth needs to be our truth. <clears throat> there, there is an absolute truth and it, his name is Jesus. It's God. But the world has a version of truth as well. And um, it's opposite of what God's truth is. And our responsibility as believers is to come into agreement with God's truth, not our truth. Not what, what we try to do is we try to get God to change his word to believe what we believe when it's the other way around. We need to believe his word and then put that into practice and make our beliefs, our truths, his truths. And so the adjustment needs to be in our lives, not in God's word. Amen. And we have become so wise in our own eyes that we don't need to make the adjustments in our lives anymore. We just whatever we feel like, whatever our passions are, whatever we're thinking is right. If it's right in our mind, then it's right. And that's not the case. It's got to be right in God's mind as well. And we're finding out more and more that if you don't agree and line up with the world, then they think you're crazy. And they start calling you all kind of crazy names. And so I just want to encourage you, if, if that's happening to you, then just rejoice because you're heading in the right direction. Amen. If they think you're old-fashioned, rejoice, because you're in the right direction. Um, <clears throat> so that brings me to Romans chapter 8 first. In verse 5, Romans 8, 5 says this, For those who live according to the flesh, and that's the natural man, set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit, that's born again, set their minds on the things of the Spirit. To set the mind on the flesh is death. Everybody say death. I, here's the strange thing. It doesn't happen right away, but eventually it'll happen. Okay? And so when it doesn't happen right away, we think that, oh, it's okay. You know? Verse 6, to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. Isn't that awesome? So not only do you get life, but you get peace in this life. And I'm telling you, there needs to be more peace in this world. So we need to be more in tune with the Holy Spirit. And uh, so if you haven't been part of, and, and if you have, you can still do it again. Frequency with Pastor Robert Morris. Go through that series again. It'll bless you. Verse 7, for the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God. The world doesn't like to hear that, but that's the truth. Hostile to God, for it does not submit to God's laws or to God's word or to God's truth or to God's ways. And indeed, it cannot. So it not only does not, but it cannot. 
those who are the flesh, cannot please God. That's the bottom line. And we've learned a couple weeks ago, and, and I bring this in because we talked about this a couple weeks ago, that if we're going to walk according to God's truth, according to his word, then we have come to the conclusion that we have to be willing to deny ourselves, take up our cross, and follow him. Okay. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. This is what we're called to. We have to be willing to fall and die as a kernel of wheat. We talked about that. We have to be willing to fall and die so that there can be life that comes forth from us. But I'm here to tell you, we cannot do that in our own strength. We have to do that with the help of the Holy Spirit. And God knows that. <clears throat> and so today as we celebrate Pentecost Sunday, I want to look at this truth and then I want to encourage you to allow ourselves to come into agreement with it. Maybe this is the first time you've heard it, maybe, and I'm not going into in-depth on it, but it's about the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And so my question is, as we start off, is why Pentecost? Why Pentecost? <clears throat> Pentecost in its purest form means 50. And in this case, it means 50 days from the resurrection of Jesus Christ. 50 days from Easter. Okay, But what makes Pentecost Sunday so special is what God did on that 50th day after his resurrection. Amen? <clears throat> and so when I ask the question, why Pentecost? First of all, we have to understand that Pentecost is God's idea, not man's. <laughs> Woo! Man didn't come up with it. So man can't take it away. You, man can be done with it. But he can't stop it. All right. So, in light of that, in Ezekiel chapter 36, I just want us to see that this is what God had in mind from the beginning. You know, he breathed into mankind. Mankind, his spirit. Mankind fell. So, spirit to spirit, they were severed. And the Bible speaks of that being dead unto God. But God said, you know, hey, I'm going to give you Jesus, and he's going to provide the way you to be resurrected in the spirit so ezekiel chapter 36 starting in verse 22 and some of this seems a little long but i think it's important that we understand the context of it so um it's towards the end in verse 26 that we'll get what we need but ezekiel 36 22 therefore say to the house of israel thus says the lord god it is not for your sake o house of israel that i am about to act but for the sake of my holy name, which you have profaned among the nations to which you came. And so let's just stop there. So right away, he's coming to uh, his people and they haven't been walking right. But he said, and he says, you profaned my name, but I'm going to redeem it back. And we can see the same thing happening in, in our lives today, right? All right. Verse 23. <clears throat> And I will vindicate the holiness of my great name, which has been profaned among the nations and which you have profaned among them. And the nations will know that I am the Lord, declares the Lord God, when through you. Everybody say through you. All right, now say through me. Because that's what he's talking about now. All right. 
when through you I vindicate my holiness before their eyes. I mean, look, there's a miracle getting ready to happen. Amen? Amen. <clears throat> Verse 24, I will take from you, take you from the nations and gather you from all the countries and bring you into your own land. I will sprinkle clean water on you and you shall be clean from all your uncleansedness and from all your idols I will cleanse you. Mm. Verse 26, yes. And I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you. And I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh and I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and to be careful to obey my rules. And so this is what God is doing. And he's saying, look, I'm going to revive. I'm going to change how you are. And I'm going to do it by the power of the Holy Spirit in you. OK. And so he says, I'm going to give you a new heart. That's the born again experience. I'm going to give you a new heart. Put a new spirit within us. But I like the words in verse 27 where he's talking about cause you. Because it's with the help of the Holy Spirit. The leading, the prompting, the directing, the teaching, the training, the, the discipling, the discipline of the Holy Spirit. That's going to lead us to the place that we're walking according to God's word. And so it's. His spirit in us that when we cooperate with, he's going to cause us to walk in his statutes and to obey his ways. What an incredible God. Which also lets me know that we cannot walk this. We cannot walk in God's way in our own strength and our own wisdom. We have to have the Holy Spirit to walk in God's truth, to walk in his ways. And that goes back to Romans chapter 8 that we read earlier. That Without the Holy Spirit, we're just flesh. And the flesh is hostile to God. It cannot please Him. And so the Holy Spirit is our spiritual connection with God. Because, here's the truth, and I haven't said this for a while, so I was happy to be able to throw it in. We are spiritual beings having a temporary human experience. And we put so much emphasis on the temporary that we forget that we're spiritual first. And so the Holy Spirit is our connection to God. And that happens when we become born again through the work of the Holy Spirit in us. And so I'm, we're going to get to Acts in just a minute. But I want you to see that Pentecost is God's idea. The work of the Holy Spirit, the work or, or the pouring out of the Holy Spirit in man is God's idea, not man's. Okay? So let me read to you out of Joel chapter 2. Starting in verse 28. Joel chapter 2 verse 28. Now I'm going to read a little bit more than what we're accustomed to when we're speaking of this. And I'll explain it why in just a minute. Joel chapter 2 starting in verse 28. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams, and your young men shall see visions. Even on the male and female servants in those days, I will pour out my spirit. And verse 30, and I will show wonders in the heavens and on the earth, blood and fire and columns of smoke. The sun shall be turned 
to darkness and the moon to blood before the great and awesome day of the Lord comes. And it shall come to pass that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Isn't that awesome? Whoo! And so Pentecost is God's idea. And this is God speaking through the prophet Joel, letting us know that God is going to do this when Christ has finished his work of the cross and the resurrection and the ascension. And so Pentecost is God's idea, not man. So now, are you at Acts chapter 1? I don't know if I gave you the chapter or not. Acts chapter 1. Acts chapter 1, we're going to start in verse 8. And while staying with them, he, this is Jesus, ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father. What was the promise? Well, we just read about it in Ezekiel and Joel. The outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Which he said, You heard from me. So this is Jesus speaking. You heard from me. For John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So something new is going to happen. The new heart is going to come. The ability to walk in God's ways, to follow his statutes and to obey his ways are coming. Verse 6, so when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? And so again, in their natural minds, they're looking for an overthrow of natural kingdoms. And so here's what Jesus responds. Verse 7, he said to them, it is not for you to know times or seasons that the father has fixed by his own authority. But, everybody say but. But you will receive power when, I say when, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. And so he's speaking of this. He's telling them you got to wait because there's a day coming when you're going to be filled with the Holy Spirit, and when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you're going to have the opportunity to be his witnesses. So Jesus came to be our sacrifice, to pay our debt, to die our death, to be raised to new life from God, to ascend back into heaven, and to allow God to pour out his spirit, the Holy Spirit, into all those who believe. Mm. And so if you are not born again, the Holy Spirit is not in you. Only those who are born again, who have placed their faith in Jesus for the forgiveness of their sins. Now, that doesn't mean that the Holy Spirit isn't drawn, because that's how you come to Jesus. And he uses people, but he also uses the Holy Spirit to begin to speak truth to us so that we see our need for a Savior. All right, so here's the good part. Here's Pentecost, Acts chapter 2, starting in verse 1. Acts 2.1 When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. 
And suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind. And it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And divided tongues as a fire appeared to them. And rested on each one of them. And they were all, and I say all, filled with the Holy Spirit. And began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And so this is what it means when you say, well, are you Pentecostal? This is primarily what it's talking about. Are you filled with the Holy Spirit? And are you speaking in tongues? And I'm not going to go heavy into that this morning at all. But we have to understand that is part of being filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, I, I just want to say this about speaking in tongues. If you don't speak in tongues, I want to encourage you to speak in tongues. If you've been born again, you can be filled with the Holy Spirit to speak in tongues. That's for everybody's benefit. You will be much better off if you have a heavenly prayer language, which is speaking in tongues. All right, let's continue in this. Verse 5. Now there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. And at this sound, the multitude came together and they were bewildered because each one was hearing them speak in his own language. And they were amazed and astonished, saying, Are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in his own native language. And then he goes on in verse 9. And, uh, Parthians and Medes and Elamites. And residents of Mesopotamia, Judea. <coughs> excuse me. Cappadocia. Pontus and Asia. Um, Phrygia and Pamphylia. Egypt and parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabians. We hear them telling in our own tongues the mighty works of God. Amen. I'm not going to tell you I understand all this. Because I don't. But I can tell you this. It's true. Verse 12. And all were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, What does this mean? But others, mocking, said, They are filled with new wine. And that means that there's a reference of, This is some powerful wine, and they've been dipping into it already. All right. And then something awesome happens. God is so good. Verse 14. Acts 2, 14. But Peter. You know, there's, we, we always like those but God. But man, here's one. But Peter. Everybody say, but Peter. But Peter. Standing with the eleven lifted up his voice and addressed them. Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, 
Let this be known to you and give ear to my words. For these men are not drunk, as you suppose, since it is only the third hour of the day. But this is what was uttered through the prophet Joel. Verse 17. And in the last days it shall be, God declares. Who's declaring it? All right, now listen. Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, he's the one proclaiming this. Can I tell you something? He doesn't understand this. He doesn't know this. This is a supernatural work of God to give him what Joel had said, which we have already read because this is the promise. And now Peter's speaking it out by the Holy Spirit. And, it's, and in the last days it shall be, God declares, that I will. Everybody say, I will. <clears throat> this is God. This isn't man. This isn't Peter. This is God. That I will pour out my spirit on all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Even on my male servants and female servants in those days, I will pour out my spirit. God's going to do this. He's having his way. And they shall prophesy. Hallelujah. Verse 19, And I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the day of the Lord comes, the great and magnificent day. And it shall come to pass that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Doesn't that sound just like what Peter said earlier in or what Joel said earlier in chapter 2? Almost word for word. If you were to put these together, they're almost word for word. Incredible. And so I started this off, and, and I started this message in my own mind. Why Pentecost? And I'm down to this point, and now we have a change. Why not Pentecost? Why not? This is his idea. This is what he's been after. This is why he sent Jesus. And we're going to prove that in just a minute. You, too many people think that God sent Jesus just to die on the cross for our sins so that we could receive him by faith and go to heaven when we die. And I'm telling you, that part is true, but that's just a partial truth of why God sent Jesus Christ. He didn't send him just so that we could get saved and live on here until we die, and then when we die, go to heaven. That's not why he did it. He sent Jesus here so that the Father could pour out the promise of the Holy Spirit in our lives once we have faith in Jesus Christ. Pentecost is God's idea. It's not man's idea. This is, and this is the day that God chose to pour out his Spirit upon all those who would believe in his name for salvation. Now, we're going to go through the Gospels here right now because I want us to see it, and it, it's four times in the Gospel. Then we also have it in Acts. And I'm telling you, when you see it four times in the Gospel, that's powerful enough, but then we see it in Acts as well. Okay? And we... Mm. Why not Pentecost? 
Because Jesus said this is why he came. Not just to die for us, but so that the Father could pour out the Spirit into us. So this is found in all, all four Gospels. We'll start in Matthew. I almost started in John because, you know, he always gets the last one. But <clears throat> We'll start in Matthew. Chapter 3, verse 11. I baptize you with water for repentance. Now, this is John the Baptist. So all of these are going to be dealing with John the Baptist. I baptize you with water for repentance. But he who is coming after me is mightier than I whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Whew. Verse 12, his winnowing fork is in his hand and he will clear his threshing floor and gather his wheat into the barn. But the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. And that is in... Uh, Three out of the four Gospels as well. Verse 12. <clears throat> Mark chapter 1, verse 7. And he preached saying, and this is John the Baptist again, After me comes he who is mightier than I, the strap of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and, un and untie. I have baptized you with water, but he speaking of Jesus, will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Luke chapter 3, verse 15. As the people were in expectation, and all were questioning in their hearts concerning John, whether he might be the Christ, John answered them all, saying, I baptize you with water, but he who is mightier than I is coming, the strap of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. You see, why not Pentecost? This is God's idea. Why not be filled with the Holy Spirit? Why not have the burning of the Holy Spirit like fire in us? Oh, my goodness. I, I'm... Let's just go out on a limb. If you're not happy by the end of this service, then you haven't been listening. John chapter 1, verse 25. John chapter 1, verse 25. They ask him, Then why are you baptizing if you are not neither the Christ, nor Elijah, nor the prophet? And if you go to the scriptures before this, they're trying to figure out who he is. And they're trying to think that he's the Messiah because he's baptized. <clears throat> Verse 26, John answered them, I baptize with water, but among you stands one you do not know. Even he comes after me, the strap of whose sandal I am not worthy to untie. We can skip 28, go to 29. The next day he saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, After me comes a man who ranks before me because he was before me. I myself did not know him, but for this purpose I came baptizing with water 
that he might be revealed to Israel. And John bore witness. I saw the spirit descend from heaven like a dove and it remained on him. I myself did not know him, but he who sent me to baptize with water said to me, he on whom you see the spirit descend and remain. This is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. Now, see, y'all getting a little nervous there because you're like, well, I don't see where it says John's going to tell us or, yeah, that he was, he's going to baptize us in the Holy Spirit. Well, here it is. He, he just took a little bit of pause in there. <clears throat> and I have seen and have borne witness that this is the Son of God. So my question to us is, why not Pentecost? If this is God's plan, then we ought to want it. We ought to be all for it. We should be having our hearts and our minds wide open to all that God has for us. Why not Pentecost? If you'll turn with me to Acts chapter 11, please. Acts chapter 11. We need the Holy Spirit. We need Him. We cannot live the Christian life. We cannot be Christ-like without the Holy Spirit. In Acts chapter 11, we're coming to the place where Peter and those who were with him when they went to Cornelius' house have to give a report of what happened because they have to go back to Jerusalem to the other apostles and give a report of what happened because it was unheard of. So Cornelius is a Gentile. He's not a Jew. And he had a heart towards God. And so if you remember previous to this, and I, God has a, Peter in a trance, he's up on a rooftop and he has a trance, and I won't get into all that, but he's sent to Cornelius' house. Okay? So here's Peter's account to Jerusalem. Acts chapter 11, verse 15. He says, as I began to speak, the Holy Spirit fell on them just as on us at the beginning. So this is a Gentile and his family and the Holy Spirit has been poured out upon them. Verse 16. And I remembered the word of the Lord. How he... Now remember, he's talking about he remembered the word of the Lord. So how he, so that's the Lord Jesus, said, John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. If then God gave the same spirit or the same gift to them as he gave to us when we believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I that I could stand in God's way? When they heard these things, they fell silent and they glorified God saying, then to the Gentiles also God has granted repentance that leads to life. How awesome. Can I tell you something? 
they had to adjust their thinking. They were thinking one way, and then the Holy Spirit does something that is off the wall, unique, first time going to the Gentile. And so they have to figure out, because they could have come against this. They could have said, this isn't of God, this is fake. But they realized something. And I'm here to tell you, why not Pentecost for us? Why not get all of God that we can? Because I'm here to tell you, we need as much of God as we can. My wife and my children and you guys are much happier when I have as much of God as I can. So then let's go to Acts chapter 10 and see what happened at Cornelius' house as Peter was sharing the gospel. Acts chapter 10, verse 44. While Peter was still saying these things, and he's preaching the gospel, he's talking about Jesus. He says, while Peter was still saying these things, and he didn't even get long into it, the Holy Spirit fell on all who heard the word. And the believers from among the circumcised who had come with Peter were amazed because the gift of the Holy Spirit was poured out even on the Gentiles. For, and this is how they knew, verse 46, for they were hearing them speak in tongues and extolling God. Isn't that awesome? Woo. Then Peter declared, verse 47, Can anyone withhold water for baptizing these people who have received the Holy Spirit just as we have? And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Water baptism now. Then they asked him to remain for some days. Why not Pentecost? And the awesome thing is, we can enjoy the effects of Pentecost in our life every day. Every hour of every day. Every minute of every hour of every day. And every second of every minute of every hour every day. Pentecost is God's idea. I want to come in line with God's ideas. His ways. His truth. Amen? Why not Pentecost? What a life to live in the power of the Holy Spirit. To walk in power, but also to be his witnesses. Again, may I remind you, we cannot live the Christian life, be Christ-like, without the Holy Spirit. And when we have the Holy Spirit, he will cause us to walk in all of God's ways and obey his ways found in his word. And so why not Pentecost? It starts, Pentecost starts with us giving our lives to Jesus, placing our life into his life by faith and then receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So if you are not born again, I want to encourage you to become born again. If you are born again, be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Begin to speak in other tongues. And again, I, I'm not going to take the time to talk about the benefits of it, but it's a heavenly prayer language. You're speaking directly with God. 
you're connecting with his mind. We're spiritual beings having a temporary human experience. And Pentecost needs to be part of it. Whoo! If we will do that, we will have power to be his witnesses wherever he leads us. Amen? All right, let's stand together. Now, if you broadcast that you speak in tongues, the world will think you're crazy. But that's okay. They don't know God. They're going to think you're weird. You just tell them you are. Because you've met somebody that loves you more than anybody else loves you. And it's good. <clears throat> you know, I, I was so amazed because you know, the whole premise, why Pentecost? And then the Lord switched it. Why not? Why not Pentecost? Why not live in all that God has for us? All right, let's pray. Father, we do thank you for this day. We thank you for the love that you have for us. And we thank you for your word. We thank you for the direction that your word gives us. We thank you for the truth of your word. And Father, I pray that we would be a people who give ourselves fully and completely to you. And that as we're aware of Pentecost and the day of Pentecost and the outpouring of your spirit upon us and how this is your idea, why not Pentecost for our lives? Lord, increase our capacity for more of your Holy Spirit in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. And amen. All right. Be blessed. Have a great week. And go out.